Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who hasn't improvised in a while, but we'll save that for the plugs. There's big news at the end of the show. Uh, I'm flying solo today because Chelsea had a work emergency, and that's what sucks about working from home during a pandemic, but that's okay. I think I've got the hand of this technology stuff, but we're going to have a fun conversation. We are joined today by Lance Hallowell, director and main curator of the Pine Bush UFO and Paranormal Museum. Let me try that again. Paranormal. It's Sunday. It's early. My mouth doesn't work yet. <laughs> How are you doing, Lance? How are you? Thank you for having us. I'm all right. I'm all right. He's joined by a tour guide and friend and acquaintance of mine, Ari Spence. How you doing, Ari? I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you so much. We appreciate being here. I'm, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad we can have this conversation because it seems like a fun kind of place because I like, I'm not too much of a believer in the paranormal, but I'm definitely entertained by this. So when Ari told me that such a place existed, I'm like, oh, that's neat. So how long has the museum been around, please? Well, as far as, um, well, it's been around for a few years uh, in different uh, in different capacities. It was originally a pop-up museum uh, a few years ago. Uh, we were at a different location. It was prepared for the Pine Bush UFO Fair. Um, and then basically from its own popularity and because of the support of the uh, Orange County Board of Tourism, um, and uh, other supporters, uh, that was a wanted and needed thing. So now it's uh, it's in position as a regular operating museum. I like the idea that it was necessary uh, to 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 have such uh, an edifice in place for people to indulge their curiosity and satisfy. Uh, their interest in such a topics. So what was the impetus from it being a pop-up to a standalone location? Well, the UFO fair in Pine Bush uh, was such a large draw. Um, and, uh, you know, basically from when we did the, the pop-up version of the museum, um, it was something that was, uh, you know, immediately, you know, a, a, a great draw as far as a portion of the fair and uh, yeah then pretty much it, it we knew that we needed to have a staple that it would be regular more than just the one day you know um you know because they would come in for the ufo fair but you know it's only the one day event and uh, people wanted something they could do regularly so i guess it's the equivalent of uh, you know the simpsons being on the tracy allman show and now look what we got you know so that's a deep cut. I like that. I like it. a spinoff, if you will, from a fair uh, pop-up to its own, uh, hopefully year-round thing, as far as the schedule goes. So, how did each of you become involved with this museum? I had originally met with um, one of the uh, the town administration. I had a lot of discussion about it. Um, next thing, you know, we should put something together. I'm like, okay. So I 
I designed and developed, um, you know, the, the concept and flush it out with the exhibits and basically working with other uh, researchers and the like, it all came together. And uh, I had worked with Ari previously on some uh, other events and, uh, you know, brought her in because I also knew she had a paranormal interest. And then here we are. Cool, Ari, how yeah. about you? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like Lance said, it, we had worked uh, previously together. Uh, he knew that I had an interest in the paranormal. Um, now, thanks to him, I actually have more of an interest in UFOs because um, that was not something that was always at the forefront of my mind. Um, yeah, it, we, we joked that it was supposed to be, hey, are you free for a weekend? And then a weekend became two, three, and then, you know, here we are. Um, almost uh, two-ish years later now from the first time that I came up here because I had come up when it was a pop-up in 2019. Um, again, just to work a weekend. And it was uh, a year ago, almost like um, down to the day kind of thing that again, it was, hey, you free for a weekend? Can you help out at the museum gift shop? And now here we are. So <laughs> life comes at you kind of fast. What is it about? about UFOs and paranormal uh, topics that draw you towards it individually, both personally and professionally? Well, um, I eventually, my, my introduction to UFOs was, I don't know, um, slightly odd, I guess, um, because uh, as far as, you know, interest in various historical um, incidents. Uh, I kind of found out more about UFOs due to the uh, John F. Kennedy assassination, because I was looking into that. And then, you know, you can't, as much as you try and like focus on the, uh, the details and the eyewitness testimony and everything like that, you kind of can't avoid the conspiracy theory end of things. So that was my, hey, what's this? And then, you know, next thing you know, a few years later, after a lot of research, I'm talking to a lot of different people, um, you know, uh, as far as my interest goes in it, it was, you know, definitely, you know, had started from a strange way of discovering them. So. This is the first that I've heard about any, uh, I've heard the magic bullet theory, I'm no expert in uh uh jfk uh history but is is are there theories of ufo or alien involvement in the kennedy assassination oh uh i guess i was more drawing the correlation uh oh, okay. between just conspiracy theory in general but since you mention it um ironically enough yes uh there was um there was one theory um, that uh, you know he was uh, he was assassinated um, due to the fact he was going to reveal uh, UFO information, which I'm not on board with. So, yeah. The, the 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 revealing of said information you're not on yes. board with. I don't believe that he was assassinated oh. over you know just hey, we saw this thing in the sky, really, you know, so that doesn't really make much sense. So um, if, if, if listening to a little bit of true crime podcasts that I have indicate anything, it's always look to who benefits most. And the answer is Lyndon Johnson. Uh, what about you, Ari? What, what interests uh, dr have drawn you into both of these aspects uh, 
in and around the museum prior to your involvement in it. Um, so I just always grew up around paranormal related things. Um, I, I grew up in the Hudson Valley. I grew up in uh, Stony Point, which, you know, had its own haunted history, um, kind of stuff like that. Um, it was just part of uh, growing up for me, really. Um, and then I just really, you know, the curiosity kept growing as I got older and then became a little bit more refined and I looked at it more in like, you know, scholarly lenses and stuff like that and focused more of my areas of study around things related to it. Um, you know, hop, skip and jump. And next thing you know, I'm in law school also being a scare actor at the same time. And then my wires just crossed and I was like, hey, so there's no reason why I can, why I only have to keep this stuff you know, in my spare time, I realistically could make this a professional thing. At the time, I thought that meant more um, just, you know, creativity in terms of, you know, writing horror stories, scare acting, um, acting in general, stuff like that. But um, then once the opportunity presented itself to do more research related stuff, I, I jumped at it. And that's really uh, what Lance offered to me. So, yeah. <laughs> Groovy, groovy. You gotta, you gotta follow your passion, and that certainly makes uh, life easier if you're involved in things that you truly enjoy uh, deep in your heart. Now, what are some of the exhibits that your patrons can see at the museum? The exhibits themselves. Uh, when we started figuring out what was going to go in, what should be included, and the like, um, we really kind of had like a uh, just like a little verbal roadmap that would uh, state, we start with Pine Bush, the immediate areas, uh, the uh, Hudson Valley, uh, New York, and New England. So we wanted to make sure that it was something that, uh, you know, the exhibits were all going to focus on UFO and paranormal activity that happened there. You know, um, we kind of looked at it as, um, you know, you want to talk about witches, you go to Salem. You know, and uh, so it's extremely location specific. Um, so the exhibits do um, focus on uh, the sightings, um, you know, some of the um, uh, geographic or you know, geological portions of, you know, like why Pine Bush. Um, and there's a lot of territory to um, cover on this. And I, you know, I somewhat joke because of the amount of activity that has happened both paranormal and ufo i mean this could be a seven hour tour but it's not so we we um, pared it down as much as we could um, to consolidate and go over you know the key points of the uh, history cool cool um what are in the history of the museum what are some of the favorite events uh personally that have been held there that you thought that was a really awesome moment and you were glad to be a part of it? Well, I mean, the catalyst for, the, for everything is the Pine Bush UFO Fair. So that's, you know, that's where a lot of the focus you know, comes from. As far as the, you know, the museum itself, um, we just started our gallery lecture series uh, that happens, um, that happens monthly. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a, uh, a really good presentation, uh, the other evening, uh, Ron Yacobetti, 
um, has done some amazing work um, as far as uh, using some mechanical devices, uh, spare boxes, ghost boxes and the like um, for um, communication and uh, for uh, basically, you know, recording and picking up various uh, other frequencies from, well, basically the other side. So, and he went in depth in how he does this. And um, yeah, it was very interesting. That, that, that sounds uh, quite interesting. I'm not extremely familiar, but they're called spirit boxes, he said? So his primary area of study of the paranormal for this specifically, uh, it's actually called ITC, uh, which stands for uh, Instrumental Transcommunication. Um, it's, uh, it's basically, you know, it's known for using devices, um, you know, to interact with the other side. So it's, uh, it's not exactly like EVP. Um, so it's, uh, you know, because it's actually using, um, you know, the various, you know, various uh, tools, basically. Um, he had um, basically brought several types of, uh, well, they actually look like antique radios, which is pretty cool. Um, but um, it's also, you know, it's collected evidence of, um, it's also called DRV, uh, which is direct radio voice. And uh, yeah, he says he had some demonstrations. Uh, there was something called the uh, Ovalis, which I had never actually heard of, um, but sometimes they're called spirit boxes or ghost boxes of the like. So it was, uh, it was pretty fascinating. And some of the evidence he picked up was, well, equally fascinating. What about you, Ari? Do you have any favorite uh, past events that you were a part of and happy to check out? Um, I would definitely agree that the gallery uh, lecture series was one of the highlights for me. Um, I'm always a person that's interested in not only the lore and history of the paranormal, but also the technical side and how we can research this and try to understand it further. So um, being able to understand why EVP works the way it does, which is one of the you know mainstays of paranormal investigation and how we can use things like electromagnetic energy and radio waves in order to kind of bridge that gap between us and what is known as the other side. Um, and I look forward to having more of these events in the future just because I think that it is instrumental to bridge the gap between um, paranormal research and other forms of scientific research and kind of see that we have a lot more in common with each other than we do have differently. Um, it's just various areas of study. Cool. Cool. That, that, that is something very interesting that I admit to my ignorance of and wouldn't mind being entertained by more information. Um, are there any other UFO or paranormal stories that are presently not featured in the museum that you'd like to uh, bring to the attention of your patrons by inputting it into a display? Any personal um, favorites, perhaps? Well, I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, the, the situation is there is so much. There is so much that, uh, that could still be installed. There's things that I have plans for um already uh and some of it's actually um one in particular we have an exhibit um that's uh, getting prepared is from uh, an actual uh, 
to witnesses uh, who have a very long story and connection with UFO activity. Um, and we'll even be um, sharing some of the footage that they had captured. So, you know, it is, it's uh, interesting because, you know, we do focus on things um, in Hudson Valley and New York, of course, going Bush and, and the like. Um, but there's many things happening in the world that I, I would like to um, include uh, if there's a way to, um, you know, present it properly. You know, um, one of my favorite uh, incidents is with the Amuamua. Um, in which uh, Avi Loeb, uh, who's a uh, scientist from Harvard, uh, who believes that this thing that had passed through our uh, system is, you know, actually alien connected. Um, he pretty much put his career on the line to discuss this and uh, publicly. And the whole story is kind of fascinating and, you know, still in development. But... Cool. And uh, do each of you believe in some phenomena? more than others. <laughs> um, this is actually a uh, common discussion <laughs> between Lance and I is um, fae <laughs> and fairies. Um, I believe in them and I believe um, they have other associations, um, which include UFO and Sasquatch, um, <laughs> which oftentimes leads to a lot of eye rolling from land. I can't believe you brought up fairies and Sasquatch in the same sentence. I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm very entertained by the idea of Sasquatch. It seems fun to me. So please go on. Well, I mean, my circumstance, or at least the way that I describe it is, uh, I try to step foot into everything with what would Neil deGrasse Tyson say? So with that, you know, I do like to keep, you know, the forefront starting with science and then going, uh, moving forward from there. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I love folklore. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, folklore kind of always ends up circling back in some way as far as interest goes, but folklore is folklore fairies are folklore um as far as i'm concerned and i'm sure this is going to create <laughs> whatever argument is going to happen after so this podcast it's not an argument it is not an argument it is a discussion because i also accept your viewpoints and i include them in my discussion okay. back right. and with a discussion in order to <laughs> present things properly you need evidence and there is no evidence of fairies besides a few piles of rocks that people put around okay but here so i think the camp that i come from is that every fable has its truth right there it's everything comes from something it doesn't pop up out of nowhere so somewhere in the folklore lies the truth. I'm not saying we take the entire folklore as truth. I'm just taking the folklore as a lens in which I attempt to find the truth. It is a path. It is not the endpoint destination. Personally, I'm, I, I never thought of Sasquatch hanging out with fairies, but now in my mind's eye, I'm very entertained by the idea. Uh, I know there's no evidence. <laughs> to support this, but I would use this on an improv stage if given the opportunity. And that's Maybe just me. Maybe the future event is, uh, watch Ari and Lance debate Barry and Sasquatch for an hour. Yeah. There's no definite conclusion. However, you will be entertained for yeah. an hour. Oh, there's that's, a definite 
Yeah. That's part of the point. <laughs> um, it it uh, it should be noted that uh, you know discussions like this are actually what um, we have a uh, another event um, upcoming, and uh, uh, because I, I, nobody... I was I was going to get to that question next. You know, are you using? some of the techniques at the museum to read my mind ahead of time, Lance? Because if you yeah. are, stay out of there. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like the kind of place for a nice young man like yourself. There's a lot of weirdness in there. But what are some of the upcoming events that you'd like to plug, please? Well, it wasn't so much a plug as much as it was um, exactly what is just occurring here as far as debate. Um, one of the, that's actually what one of the events that we're working on is uh, coming up um, is going to be the Supernatural Bowl. And it's pitting the uh, scientists, a panel of scientists against a panel of uh, UFO and paranormal researchers. And uh, we're, we're tying it into the, uh, you know, the closure of football season. So. I'm not a sports guy, so I'm not entirely sure when that is, but great. Because um, I think it can, such an event can be fun, can be entertaining, can be educational, um, but it, it, it could also get heated. So is there going to be a moderator to keep everybody cool and remind them, hey, we're all here to have fun? <laughs> we do uh, regularly see people become uh, passionate about what they're talking about, whether because it's an eyewitness thing or it's something that they take very personally. Um, I've noticed the differences in some people talk about paranormal as um, a circumstance that's outside of them that they're witness, and then others who um, have experienced things. And then there's the others who take even a religious um, experience to it. So there is uh, all types of um, variations of people's interest and feelings so you're right it it can get heated to a degree and um, that's why we're expecting this to be a fantastic event it it, it definitely sounds like something that's uh, worth our listeners that have interest in such topics to check out if they find themselves in the area and if they don't find themselves in the area it's it's autumn. What better time for a road trip to take a little ride up to a museum up in Orange County, New York. So around about this time would be the time to say, hey, where can people find out information about the Pine Bush UFO and Paranormal Museum if they were to choose to? Um, well, you can, uh, you can find out at pinebushmuseum.com. And uh, that gives the information on the upcoming things. The, uh, you know, the winter, uh, you know, some of the winter ones haven't uh, been announced. The Supernatural Bowl won't be announced till after the new year. Um, but there are other ones coming up. The, the holiday event is the um, cryptid Christmas party and lecture uh, hosted by Linda Zimmerman, which is going to be pretty cool. And uh, if you go to pinebushmuseum.com, we're... Uh, constantly updating as far as the new things that are coming up and our november lecture hasn't even hit the website yet but that's on its way in the next couple of days just looking at the website now and at the time that this episode is going to post what can you tell us about the crop circle please well you know unfortunately you know as 2020 was last year 
Um, you know, there wasn't much op opportunity for, you know, uh, haunted attractions, um, you know, to be able to uh, present anything to the public. And uh, this year we wanted to, you know, do something that uh, were supposed to be our first annual crop circle. And uh, it was a way for us to marry basically Halloween and aliens together, you know. Um, and uh, so it's, it should, it's a very unique uh, take on, a, you know, a story that we've created for uh, for the museum. Cool. And on that website, you can find all the links for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ari, would you like to give out uh, any of your plugs or social media things to for people to find out more information about you and creative endeavors? Um, well, I'd also definitely like to plug the museum social media, um, which is Pine Bush Museum on Instagram and Facebook, because um, that's where we're launching our Where's Paul campaign. Um, Paul with the broken leg is our travel ambassador. He's going to be going to various paranormal and UFO sites throughout uh, the Hudson Valley in New England and maybe beyond. Uh, who knows where Paul is going to end up? Um, so definitely follow his adventures at Pine Bush Museum on Instagram and hashtag Where's Paul. Um, and if you want to keep up with me outside the museum and my various um, <laughs> shenanigans and the best way I can describe it, um, uh, I'm Ari Spence on Facebook and legally underscore punk on Instagram. <laughs> Have a little taste of uh, what it's like living like a carny. <laughs> So I think this needs a hair more explanation on the Where's Paul. Um, we, uh, you know, in the gift shop, we sell these ridiculously adorable aliens. And she I've seen it. It's, it's, it's a fun little, little doodad. Yeah, and uh, she became very attached to this uh, one that came in damaged. So, um, so before you know it, um, he was uh, making excursions to various paranormal sites. So, well, he was he would return to us. Uh, somebody had originally bought him, realized his leg was ripped, said, "Hey, mind if we exchange it?" And then I was just like, "Hey, little dude, I like you the way you are. You're going to be my travel companion because." Part of my shenanigans is being on the road a lot, which at a point as relaxing and freeing as it is, it's also can be timed, you know, a little lonely and there's only so much music out there and podcasts and such. So it was nice to have a little, you know, a little partner that was just as weird mm -hmm. as I am. <laughs> and, and, and it's a very tender message that just because you might be a little bit damaged, a little bit different, a little bit mangled, it doesn't mean that you do not have the same level of worth and can still continue on fun adventures in this on this crazy big blue marble that we call home and we just wrote a children's book right here. Yeah. yeah i i only have one question to that is there such a thing as a little bit mangled <laughs> mangled by its nature is uh, is is mangled <laughs> so uh. <laughs> I, my grandfather was missing one of his thumb knuckles. I count that as a little bit mangled. <laughs> oh, all right. Fair enough. Okay. That so, was a specific example that yeah. I was not expecting. That's that's, that's like the uh, Diet Coke of mangled. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, you can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram. 
uh, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. Big news we're announcing on this episode. We're officially returning to the stage on Halloween night at the Magnet Theater at six o'clock. Tickets are on sale now. It's 17 bucks. Our first live performance since March of 2020. I'm very excited to go on stage and make some funny things and then murder my cast members figuratively. I'm not trying to catch a case, but you know, Ari could help me out with legal troubles, I suppose. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Rick Guzman 718 uh, for other horror shenanigans and spooky fun. Want to thank you both for being on the show and enlightening me and enlightening our listeners about the, the wonderful things that you have on display for everybody to check out and have some fun with. Well, thank you very much for having me. We appreciate it. Cool, my pleasure. And to all our listeners, as always, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. Until next time. <laughs>